Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Songs and Stories podcast. Episode 9 is God Save Ireland. God Save Ireland is originally an old Irish rebel song that celebrates the Manchester Martyrs, three Fenians who were executed in 1867. As mentioned in episode 7 about Elrond Levine, the song also served as an unofficial national anthem from the 1870s to the 1920s, which we'll look at a bit more in a moment. The Manchester Martyrs is a term used by Irish nationalists and refers to three men, William Philip Allen, Michael Larkin and Michael O'Brien who were all executed following their conviction of murder in 1867 after an attack on a police van in Manchester where a police officer was accidentally shot dead. The incident was known at the time as the Manchester Outrage or Outrages. The three were members of the Irish Republican Brotherhood, the IRB, also known as Fenians, an organisation that was dedicated to ending British rule in Ireland. The three were part of a larger group of 30 to 40 Fenians who attacked a horse-drawn police van transporting two arrested leaders of the Brotherhood, Thomas Kelly and Timothy Deasy, to Bellevue Jail. The police member who was killed was Sergeant Charles Brett, who was travelling inside with the keys. He was shot and killed while looking through the keyhole of the van as the attackers attempted to force open the door by shooting the lock. As he was looking out the keyhole of the lock, he was accidentally shot. Kelly and DC were released after another prisoner in the van took the keys from Brett's body and passed them to the group outside the van through a ventilation grill. The pair were never recaptured despite an extensive search. Although Alan and Larkin admitted to taking part in the attack, none of the defendants were accused of firing the fatal shot, but they were convicted on the basis of joint enterprise for taking part in the criminality that resulted in a killing. The trial has nonetheless been described by Irish historians as unsatisfactory and the evidence as dubious. Two others were also charged and found guilty of Brett's murder, Thomas Maguire and Edward Omar Condon, but their death sentences were overturned. Omar Condon's through the intercession of the United States government because he was an American citizen, and Maguire's because the evidence given against him was considered unsatisfactory by the court. Allen, Larkin and O'Brien were publicly hanged on a temporary structure built on the wall of Salford Jail on the 23rd of November 1867 in front of a crowd of approximately eight to 10,000 people. Ireland reacted with revulsion and anger to the executions and Alan, Larkin and O'Brien were hailed as political martyrs. Annual commemorations were held throughout Ireland and monuments were built in many Irish towns. Brett, the first Manchester City police officer to be killed on duty, is memorialised in a monument in St Anne's Church in Manchester. 
1867, the Fenians were preparing to launch an armed uprising against British rule, but their plans became known to the authorities and several key members of the movement's leadership were arrested and convicted. Two succeeded in evading the police, Thomas J. Kelly and Timothy Deasy, and travelled from Ireland to Britain to reorganise and raise the morale of the Fenian groups there in the wake of a failed uprising. Both men were Irish Americans who had fought with distinction in the American Civil War, Kelly achieving the rank of Colonel and Deasy achieving the rank of Captain, and both had played important roles in the abortive uprising. Kelly had been declared the Chief Executive of the Irish Republic at a secret Republican convention, and Deasy commanded a Fenian brigade in County Cork. During the early hours of the 11th of September 1867, police arrested two men found loitering on Oak Street in Shud Hill, and suspected them of planning to rob a shop. Both were charged under the Vagrancy Act and held in custody. The Manchester police were initially unaware of their identities until their colleagues in the Irish police identified them as DC and Kelly. So that's a little bit around the inspiration and the story behind the song and particularly the Manchester Martyrs. So to give a little bit of context we might repeat a little bit of that part of the podcast. As mentioned, on the 18th of September 1867, a group of 20 to 30 men tried to facilitate the escape of two Fenian prisoners by ambushing the carriage transporting them to Bellevue Jail in Manchester, and the attempt to shoot the lock off the carriage caused the death of a police guard. In the following weeks, 28 men were arrested, 26 sent for trial, and 5 tried on the 29th of October. None had fired the fatal shot, but all were charged for the murder under the Common Purpose and Felony Murder Doctrines. One of the five, Edward O'Mara Condon, concluded a speech from the dock with the words God save Ireland, a motto taken up by supporters in the public gallery. All five were convicted and sentenced to death, again responding God save Ireland. One was acquitted on appeal as the evidence was shown to be unreliable, although the others were convicted on the evidence of the same witness. Their sentences stood, though Condon's was commuted. The other three, Michael Larkin, William Philip Allen and Michael O'Brien were hanged on the 23rd of November 1867 and therefore dubbed the Manchester Martyrs. Not merely by physical force Irish Republicans, but more generally by Irish nationalists who felt a miscarriage of justice had occurred. The phrase God save Ireland was quickly repeated by campaigners for their pardon and after the hanging by organisers of the commemorations. The lyrics to God save Ireland, written by Timothy Daniel Sullivan, were first published on the 7th of December 1867, the day before the martyr's funeral. Two other songs with the same title had been published before Sullivan's, and to speed up the adoption of his song, Sullivan said it to the well-known tune of Tramp, 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 a popular pro-union song of the American Civil War. There were also similarities to existing songs, such as the lines, whether on the scaffold high or on the battlefield we die, which are close to lines from The Place Where a Man Should Die by Michael Joseph Barry, published in The Nation in 1843. So for a bit of context on the tune, here's a bit of Tramp Tramp Tramp, the American pro-union civil war song that the tune was taken from. Here we go, Tramp, 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 um, 
a title that probably hasn't aged too well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. As mentioned briefly in episode 7, between 1867 and 1922, God Save Ireland was often referred to as the Irish National Anthem, being habitually sung at the gatherings of the Irish Nationalists, both in Ireland and abroad. During the Parnellite split of the 1890s, which was a split in the Irish Parliamentary Party following the revelation of Parnell's long adulterous love affair, which led to many British Liberals, a number of them nonconformists, refusing to work with him and brought strong opposition to him from Catholic bishops. God Save Ireland was the anthem of the anti-Parnellite Irish National Federation. A man by the name of John McCormack, an Irish tenor residing in the United States, had a big hit with the number, making first of his popular phonograph records in 1906, and because of this, he was not welcome in the United Kingdom for several years. The song was also sung by the insurgents during the Easter Rising of 1916. Kind of faded away and fell out of favour after this, much like the Irish Parliamentary Party and the Green Harp Flag, which were eclipsed by Sinn Féin and the Irish Tricolour. So God Save Ireland was eclipsed by, you guessed it, the Soldier Song, which was formally adopted in 1926 as the anthem of the Irish Free State created in 1922 and came on to be known today as the national anthem which is Euron Naveen. Like so many great ballads, God Save Ireland, or at least its tune, in sport, has a great presence. The song was sung at football matches by fans of Celtic and the Republic of Ireland team as God Save Ireland. The melody of the chorus was also adopted for Ali's Tartan Army, the Scotland national football team's anthem for the FIFA World Cup of 1978. But most famously as a sporting anthem, the chorus is used in the iconic Put Em Under Pressure, the anthem for the Republic of Ireland team in the FIFA World Cup of 1990 and still to this day is usually popular. Here's that famous chorus from the song which is in the tune of God Save Ireland. Probably not as easily recognisable there given there's a lot going on in that song in particular. But there we have it for episode 9 of the Songs and Stories podcast. From the Manchester Martyrs of 1867 to an American Civil War tune, an unofficial national anthem and onto the terraces and stadiums at football matches. The song's been covered hundreds of times by different artists and it's probably the Wolf Tones version that's the best known. But instead, to finish off, here's God Save Ireland by the Dubliners, sung by Lou Kelly. 
by the vengeful tyrants stricken in their bloom. But they met them face to face with the courage of their race, and they went with soul undaunted to their doom. God save Ireland, said the heroes. God save Ireland, said they all. Whether on the scaffold high or the battlefield we die, oh, what valor and courage and dear we fall. Time they up the rugged stair, rang their voices out in prayer. Then with England's fatal cord around them cast. Close beside the gallows tree, kissed like brothers lovingly, true to home and faith and freedom to the last. God save Ireland, said the heroes. God save Ireland, said they all. Whether on the scaffold high or the battlefield we die, oh, what matter when for Ireland do we fall? Never till the latest day shall the memory pass away of the gallant lives that's given for our land. But on the cosmos go amidst joy and weal and woe till we make our island nation free and grand. God save Ireland, said the heroes. God save Ireland, said they all. Whether on the scaffold 